0: Welcome to this new nutrition business podcast. My name's Gillian Malenton and today I'm talking about the UK's oat milk frenzy. Some of you may have read that Oatly, possibly the highest profile of the many oat milk brands, is planning to build a factory in the UK with capacity to produce 300 million litres a year of its oat milk. For anyone who Is a customer of new nutrition business, this will come as no surprise. The UK is in the middle of an oat milk frenzy. Its per capita consumption is even higher than that of the US. And the frenzy has been driven by the success of Oatly, a brand which was among the fastest growing brands in the UK supermarket in 2020. In the US, the oat milk market surged in value in 2020, to become the second biggest segment of plant milks after almond milk, with retail sales of about $250 million. But the success of oat milk in the US is overshadowed by the UK, where sales hit $123 million in 2020. Taking into account the UK's much lower population, so you pro-rata this up to a bigger population like the US, this makes the UK oat milk market equivalent to a $600 million business three times the size of the US market on a per capita basis. So most of the UK's growth is being driven by the Oatly brand. Its sales jumped 105% in 2020 to about $96 million. Oatly's quirky and provocative advertising has played a part. But it's clear from looking at social media discussion that its embrace by most new users is not driven by environmental and lactose-free concerns, but by taste and texture. Most social media posts talk about how well it performs in coffee, in chocolate drinks, and its usefulness in baking and making porridge, and compare it favourably with almond and other plant milks. Oatly's retail sales have also been helped by the pandemic and the almost complete shutdown of the UK's cafes, which is where oat milk adoption was strongest. This drove people to make coffee at home instead, and the oat milk fans had to go and get their oat milk from the supermarket Rather than getting it with the coffee from the cool cafe around the corner, Oatly has about a seventy-five percent share of the UK's oat milk segment, which is seeing a surge of new entrants. In fact, there are seventeen brands fighting for market share. Oatly's competitors include Danone through Allpro, Coca-Cola with its Innocent brand, PepsiCo with the Root Health brand that it acquired in two thousand and twenty, Arla Foods, and a whole host of optimistic startups. Of the many new startups in this segment, few, other than the, the biggest brands like All Pro, are anywhere near profitable. But it's also worth noting that in 2019, the most recent year for which its financials are available, Oakley made a $32 million operating loss on total sales of $165 million, which was a significant worsening of the company's performance compared to the previous year. And in fact, if you go back to 2016, Oatly was a reasonable-sized company with $55 million in sales, producing a profit, but on the back of the extraordinary growth it's achieved, it's gone to a business which has lost money every single year since, with those losses getting worse every year. Surging sales of plant milks in the UK do not appear to be coming at the expense of cow's milk. The UK's $4 billion milk category grew 1.6% by volume and 4.1% by value in 2020, with most brands and retailer-owned label seeing growth. Plant milks had a 10% value share of the UK milk market in 2020, and that was unchanged from 2019. If you take into account their 100% price premium over cow's milk, that means the volume share is about 5%. In other words, plant milks are niche a high value niche and a growing niche, but still a niche. And if anyone tells you they're mainstream and in demand by the mass of consumers, point this fact out. It's a fact which is true of all markets. The mythology that plant looks are mainstream is strong, but detached from reality. Now, this niche is being bitterly contested, so far through marketing rather than price promotion, and it looks as if in 2020, the growth of Oakley earned. Danone Allpro, which is the biggest brand in the category overall, was driven by taking share away from other plant milk brands rather than from cow's milk. Oats have a number of advantages as an ingredient, which suggests that in a few years, the plant milk segment will be dominated by almond milk and oat milk, with all the other types super niche. These oat advantages are, well, Oats are well known and familiar to consumers and easy to accept. Oats have a naturally functional health halo that's been building up over the past 25 years. And people who are interested and strongly motivated by environmental concerns will have seen negative media coverage about California's almond crop and its water needs and the effect of almond production on bee populations. In 2021, Oatly has set out to capitalize on these advantages with a new advertising campaign that's typically aggressive. It consists of four videos produced by the company's in-house creative team. One ad shows a father sneaking into his house in the middle of the night with a grocery bag containing several pints of cow's milk. His son suddenly switches on the lights, catching his father as he pulls a milk bottle out of the bag and angrily says, what have we here? Cow's milk, dad, really? The father looks ashamed. And the ad ends with the text, need help? Talking to Dad About Milk and a link to a website called www.helpdad.com. The videos are part of the wider Help Dad campaign, which is intended by Oakley to get teenagers to encourage their fathers to stop consuming dairy. Middle-aged men are, according to Oakley, the consumer group that is least aware of the climate crisis and the least likely to adopt a plant-based diet. Speaking as a middle-aged man, I think I'm pretty aware of the climate crisis and I've been taking my own personal steps to contribute to mitigating it for the past 30 years. However, in addition to TV ads, the Help Dad campaign includes social media activity and print advertising. The Help Dad website, which is the one that the consumers are directed to by the ads, features advice on how to speak to the older generation about the impact that animal-based products have on the environment. If stirring up emotions is Oakley's aim, which it usually is with their advertising, the brand succeeded. The helped ad campaign has led to consumers threatening to boycott the brand. What consumers take issue with most is Oakley's references to addiction, making milk out to be something embarrassing that many people are addicted to, but ashamed about drinking. The ads have caused a backlash from consumers, with people saying the campaign mocks people with genuine addiction problems. Oatley has been criticised by the UK's leading food writer, Joanna Blythman. This hugely popular journalist and author is an advocate of food production that is responsible in terms of human health, communities and climate change. She's exactly the sort of person that Oatley should be getting on its side. But its heavy-handed advertising, not to mention its rather dismissive responses to any questions that she has placed publicly to Oatley, has turned her into a critic. In UK trade publication The Grocer, she wrote... Quote, this is a plot line that fits Oatley's money with menaces marketing maneuver. It exploits that crude Greta Thunberg style positioning of all older people as planet thrashers and all young people as planetary saviors. Oatley's creatives want to use this false framing to build a brand that is no stranger to controversy with a choice of investment partner. Perhaps poor old dad's humiliation will help Oatley cancel the resulting calls for a boycott. The way Oatly has used data about the impact of animal agriculture on the environment has also been widely criticised. Oatly has courted controversy several times before, notably in late 2020, when it announced that it had taken an investment of around $200 million from a group led by Blackstone Ventures, a major investment company based in New York, which has been criticised in Sweden, where Oatly is based, and in other countries, for its business ethics, with multiple allegations about its role in deforestation in Brazil. Faced with criticism, Oatly never backs down, and that's the line it's taking now. It defends the advertising campaign, saying when it comes to climate and our diet's relation to it, it's often teenagers that are the grown-ups in the conversation. Oatly was founded back in 1994 and was the product of research by a professor at the University of Lund in Sweden. It was a growing, small, profitable brand for the next 20 years, until it got the rocket fuel of investment from a major European private investment group and China Resources, one of the biggest companies owned by the Chinese government. If you think that consumers are consistent in their views about sustainability and corporate morality, think again. Oatly's connection with Blackstone and with the Chinese government, notable for its lack of respect for human rights, has been no barrier to its success. Clearly, People pick and choose the version of truth and justice that matches their beliefs and needs. Oatly's business model appears to be one borrowed from Silicon Valley of growing market share without worrying about making profit, in the belief that profit will naturally follow along later. In the world of Amazon and Facebook, this works, but in the food industry, it usually doesn't. As anyone who has run a substantial business can tell you, If you can't make a profit when your sales are around $165 million, you're usually doing something wrong. In food and beverage, competition is intense and supermarkets sooner or later encourage price drops. We suspect that by the time Oatly focuses on creating profit, that may not be so easy. We could be wrong, of course. It may not matter because Oatly is filing for an IPO, an initial public offering and a flotation of its shares. In today's stock market, It appears to be the case that investors often don't worry about whether a company is able to make a profit now. They hope to make a big profit in the future. For Oatly to get to profit is not going to be the same as it happening for a tech stock like Facebook or Amazon. We could be wrong, of course, but we don't think we will be. Will the company's courting of controversy hit sales? No. The evidence so far is that consumers can easily ignore criticism about social responsibility, and we don't believe that Oatley's bold attitude will do any harm to its growth just yet. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you found it enjoyable. If you'd like some more information, please don't hesitate to go to our website.